This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. Welcome, nerds. I'm Mark Weber, and you're listening to A Graphic Conversation, the bi-weekly podcast where we read, discuss, and somewhat review slash recommend <laughs> the best and hopefully not the worst in graphic novels. I am joined as I am every week by the original man-child, Ricky Widmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And for this one, we read Teen Titans, a kid's game, uh, which is a very appropriate title for it. Um, and I totally get why because they were whatever, kids, but it's you know it's fun. They were kids, Mark. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, so if you're new to this podcast, welcome. We're glad to have you. You know, like I said, we read this uh, graphic novel. We're going to talk about it for a little bit, spoiler free at first, and we'll warn you before we get to a spoiler zone. Um, and we hope that you join in on the conversation and down mm-hmm. below in the comment section, of course. Uh, let me do a little bit of housekeeping real fast. Please head to patreon.com slash mostvaluablepodcast because you can get a graphic conversation a week early, which is always exciting. Uh, it's your way to help support us to do bigger and better things. And also the Patreon money, some of that money goes to buying mm-hmm. the books. So that way we have them to actually read them. Actually, every single one that we bought this was Patreon season, money. Was Patreon money. So, so thanks thank to our you. patrons. Thank you very much. Uh, don't forget to head to mostvaluablepodcast.com. That's a good spot to see everything that's going on. But, of mm-hmm. course, you also go and find T-shirts, MVP T-shirts. You can find them. You can buy them. And then you can wear it and show off to the world uh, how much you love Most Valuable Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Most Valuable Pod. At Ricky Widmer, at the, with two E's, Mark Weber. Yeah, not the. Uh, not the. Not that guy the. in Milwaukee, I don't care about <laughs> him very much. Uh, and, uh, you know, beyond that, too, hit the, hit the like button. Hit the sub button if you haven't done it already. And give us a five-star review on iTunes mm-hmm. because that really helps people find us. It helps when you rate and you review all that stuff so that way they know that, yeah, I should listen to this podcast. But first of all, let's talk about a kids game. I'm gonna really quickly read a quick little, um, a quick little thing about it before we do get it to it, it. Mark. Do it. To uh, it. And hopefully, unlike last time, uh, you know, reading some of these, hopefully there's no spoilers in the actual <laughs> thing. Um, it happens sometimes. Well, it happens multiple times. Well, the one thing I will say is mm-hmm. we record these out of order. So Mark says last time. For you guys listening, it will be next time. Although it probably will be last time as (laughs) well, because like I said, these happen all the time. Uh, They really spoil things they shouldn't. The Teen Titans have always been about the next generation of hero, being trained to one day succeed their adult role models. In the wake of the devastating death of Toria uh, and the disbanding of the young Justice, Cyborg thinks it's time to get back to basics. Joining him are Starfire and Raven as they decide to mentor those surviving teens, Robin, Superboy, Impulse, and Wonder Girl. While the reluctant heroes come to hear their game plan, Deathstroke arrives on the scene and immediately threatens to derail Cyborg's dream. Are these champions ready for the deadliest mercenary on Earth? And what secret is Deathstroke hiding? Fun stuff. Um, You know, I think that when it comes to a Teen Titans, mm-hmm. anything, uh, I always am going to think of the TV show. 
Exactly. No, that's me too. Like it is the cartoon that we grew up on. The Teen Titans. Yeah, not that's Teen Titans one. Go. Yeah, no. Before Teen Titans not Go. Teen Titans. Like and Teen Titans Go. Funny thing about that, I've talked about that mm-hmm. with Johnny because they're coming out with a movie this year as well for cool. Teen Titans Go. Cool. And I'm like, we should go and review it. And he goes, No, you're going by yourself. He's like, I am not going to Teen Titans Go. He put his foot down. So that might be a review if we do it. I'm doing it by myself. Are you going to go in trench coat? You know, yeah, <laughs> trench coat. Sit in the back. <laughs> no one knows I'm there. But yeah, I think of the mm-hmm. Teen Titans series that we grew up on as kids on yeah. Cartoon Network. Yeah. And, you know, with that being said of, of what we all think of, you know, what's your expectations coming into Teen Titans, a kid's game? Well, you know, coming into it, I was I was expecting that I'd like this because this is a perfect kind of swirling of what Ricky's all about with comics. First, yeah. it's a DC comic, which DC's my jam. Don't let the Marvel shirt fool you. I am a DC fanboy through and through. Second, I love the Teen Titans. But then third, I love Jeff Johns. I love Jeff Johns' stories. I yep. love what he does with them. And I was excited for this one because I'd never read it before. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like one where I'm going back into the archives, but like when we read Hush from the first ever yeah. a graphic love conversation, it. I had read that one before. So that yep. was a reread for me. This was not. And for Jeff Johns fans out there, this is Jeff Johns. Uh, two weeks from now when we do read mm-hmm. Aquaman, we'll talk about that. We read, uh, we're reading a lot of Jeff, Jeff Johns. Johns. Yep. A lot of Jeff Johns. We were, we're fans. Uh, I think for me, you know, I expect a, I expect something fun when mm-hmm. it comes to Teen Titans. I mean, it's it's fun. It's lighthearted. It always has that little bit of, I don't want to call it, I don't want to call it for kids, but it definitely has that, you know, it's geared towards that. You can still mm-hmm. enjoy it. It's like a Disney movie. Yeah. You can still enjoy it if you're not a kid, but it is. it does have a little bit of that flavor to it. Mm-hmm. So I, I do expect it to be lighthearted. Well, I expect it to be fun. Isn't that supposed to be? I get that superheroes, like especially the cartoon side, is supposed to be geared towards mm-hmm. the kid side. Like that's what we were marketed when we were watching it. But yeah. isn't Teen Titans a little bit more kind of marketed a little bit for that younger oh, side. Yeah, I mean because that's, it's like, oh my God, I could be one of the Teen Titans yeah, if you're Exactly. In high I mean that's the that's the thing. I mean this is very different than, you know, when earlier in the season we read mm-hmm. Deadpool. Yeah. That is not for kids. You know? No. I mean Infinity Wars when we were reading uh our when we're reading the Infinity Gauntlet uh for that, that's not necessarily for kids either. A little bit of a snap there. Um Although, I mean, the movies, you know, borderline is definitely, like, why The Last Man and mm-hmm. Morning Glories are not for kids. Especially not Morning Glories. Yeah. Especially um, not Morning Glories. Thing, they gets a little bloody. Uh, so, you know, it's the kind of thing where this definitely is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, it, it, it works for that. It, it is what it is. And I think you had the art style, you know, when we compare that to some of the other books that we've read this season, the art style is classic comic. It mm-hmm. does feel just very, you know... Fun, what you expect when you go, you pick up an issue, and there you go. Uh, when you read any kind of Marvel type of thing, it's not that beautiful artwork well, that DC, we've seen you before. Mean, you mean DC? DC. I mean, Marvel don't, don't works be, too. Don't be disrespecting the, the DC. You're wearing the Marvel ball. shirt. I know. I don't have enough DC shirts. Yeah. I don't have enough. I got to get some more DC shirts, but you know, those cost. Uh, it's cost moolah. Yeah. And uh, I know Dave, he's one of the ones when I go and buy my big T-shirt orders, he's the one that kind of judges me for that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, you know, this one remind when it comes to art, it does remind me of what we had just done with, with uh, Ant-Man's Second Chance Man mm-hmm. two weeks ago, where it is just that kind of – there's not. I don't want to say there's nothing special about the art because 
I think that's a little little dumb. I mean, there's always something special about comic book art. Mm-hmm. But it's that kind of thing where it doesn't necessarily have that standing out from something else. It does just feel, you know, like comic book art. Uh, and I think that's the kind of thing with a thing that's geared towards younger kids because they're trying to say start here and spread off into other things. They want it to feel accessible yeah. to everybody. Uh, and this, I think, is accessible. You know, do you think people should read this book, Ricky? I do. This is one where if you like the Teen Titans, you like DC, you just like superheroes in general, this is one that you should read. Mm-hmm. And I, who, who do you think is for? Who is it for? Anyone? Like I said, anyone who likes mm-hmm. a superhero comic, if you like the DC characters, you like especially the Teen Titans and Young Justice characters. Yeah. Because I wasn't expecting that with, I know I saw like Superboy on the cover and stuff, but this is more of like the Young Justice characters infused with the Teen Titans characters. And I'm glad we read this. Because, yeah, I know we put it on there because the Teen Titans um, TV series live action is going to be coming out soon. But also, Young Justice, the new season, comes mm-hmm. out as well. So we're hitting two birds with one stone yeah, without even trying to do it. Exactly. And I, and for me, I kind of feel like I, sh- I think anybody can enjoy mm-hmm. this. It is definitely ha- – It isn't targeted at one demographic. Like this is eh, exactly I would debate to. that a little bit. Like you got to like superhero stuff. But like no, that I to mean, me like, is – there's a lot of angst mm-hmm. in this book. A lot okay. of maybe, teenage maybe angst. Maybe I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't bothered by it. So maybe I wasn't that's why bothered I like that. by it. But you can see does, where people would get annoyed by it. If you're like the ages 13 to like 19, then this is going to be right up your to alley. You a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about like when I was an angsty teen. Well, I'm constantly uh, living in those days, man. I mean, I still Never listen. I leave still them. listen to emo music. Hell yeah! Like, uh, you know, I, I think about being an angsty teen, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I would have really enjoyed this if I was still in high school. Um, not that I didn't enjoy it now, but it would have taken it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with that. So we'll be going into spoiler zone I think pretty soon because I'm, I'm excited to talk about some of the story stuff here. Uh, anything that you want to talk about before we get into spoiler mode? You know, for this one, the one thing that I me- want to mention before we go into spoiler mode is if you are expecting, like I said, because this is Young Justice, because this is Teen Titans together, I was at first coming into this thinking it was more Teen Titans style. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting the Dick Grayson, the Starfire, the Cyborg, the Beast Boy, the Raven. And then I was quietly thrown back a little bit when it was like, well, okay, all right, this is uh, more Superboy, more Dick Grayson, more Wonder Woman, more Young Justice style. So mm-hmm. don't get thrown off at the beginning when it's more Young Justice cast and about them. And then they bring in the Teen Titans periodically. Yeah. Um, So with that being said, we will go ahead and give you the warning now uh, that we are now going to be moving into the spoiler zone. So please press pause if you want to listen or if you want to read it. If you don't want to read it and you're just here for the conversation or you already did it, awesome. You don't have to worry about it. You can just continue on. But if you want to read it, hit pause now. So welcome to the spoiler zone, Ricky. Welcome to the spoiler zone, everybody. Spoiler zone. let, let's get let's dive in. All right, um, you you get the perfect segue talking yeah. about the beginning. You're kind of mm-hmm. focused a little bit more on Young Justice yeah. characters. Uh, did, did did that throw you off? Did you like a little, it? Did you not like it? Like a little bit. I didn't. I I, I want to say I didn't not like it, mm-hmm. but it really right away. I was like, oh well, you know, I was because if I'm not mistaken, it starts off. It doesn't. Start it starts off, off with, with Superboy, Super, does it? It okay. does. 
Because I was thinking, I thought the it goes uh, Superboy, then it goes Robin. That's what I thought. Then it goes and Robin's is like one page. See, but uh, then I it liked, goes to Flash. I liked Robin's though. Like Robin to me, I was like, because at first I'm like, all right, Superboy, but then when Robin came in, I don't know why my brain just snapped to Dick Grayson. And well, then, it it makes sense. I mean, we're it's Teen Titans. Yeah, and then like coming out of my like, all right, it's weird that Dick Grayson is with like Superboy and Wonder Girl. It didn't click right away. But the thing that I wouldn't say bothered me, but kind of to go off of what you said with the teenage angst, mm-hmm. it was a lot of right away, especially with Superboy, like Superboy's arc and like you said, Wonder Girl's arc in this is a lot of, and for me personally, I tap into this because my personality even now as a 28-year-old mm-hmm. is the same kind of mindset of don't tell me what to do, mom. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me what to do, dad. Like I'm the same way where- I was telling my mom this actually today of like, I don't know what it is with my brain, but if I'm not 100% sold that I want to do it in here, mm-hmm. then if Mark tells me you should do this, my brain then goes, well, no, fuck you. I ain't going to do it. Yeah. So like for me, I could relate to that, but it was a lot of that early on of like, don't tell me what to do, Superman. You're not my dad. You're yeah. not my dad. I don't like Smallville. I don't want to be here. I'm only Boom. half your clone. Yeah, I'm only half your clone. Yeah. And then flies off. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely is quite a bit with that because it, start, I mean, it starts out with Superboy being Superboy, like, I don't like my life. Because Superboy's half Clark, half Lex Luthor, right? Correct. Okay. And that's revealed in mm-hmm. this. Um, Good thing we're in spoiler. By, uh, you know, by mystery person. Yes. Um and by Lex, yeah, by Lex <laughs> himself. And and as soon as they said that, and they're like, "Who told you this?" I, I mean, like, Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Lex Luthor. Who else yeah. would it be? Um, uh, I just think, okay, I just really, really want a spinoff, like just after school special, mm-hmm. you know, late night sitcom of Clark Kent, Lex Luthor being just two gay dads <laughs> raising their kid, you know. Just raising their kid together, they're clones. Kind of like on Family when they do shoving buddies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just want, I just want it to happen. I think it'd be very entertaining. Ra- raising Superboy. Yeah, it's kind of like Two and a Half Men, but the DC comic side. Raising there's the old TV show on Fox, Raising Hope. You yep. know, raising Superboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superboy. What was his name? It's not uh, Connor. Connor. Connor Kent. Yeah. Connor Kent. That's a difficult Instead one to of say. Clark Kent. Yeah. Clark Kent rolls off the tongue mm-hmm. a lot Connor better than Connor Kent. Kent. Um, and anyways, um, yeah, I mean, they have that. Robbins is so much just like a... Robin, I will say, Tim Drake in this one, my favorite character. Really? No, I would say my favorite because the one scene that I love the most, it's a mm-hmm. one little scene, but it's him, Wonder Girl, and Superboy. Yeah. And Starfire or Cyborg, I can't remember who, said, don't go and do that. You can't go out there and chase them. Starfire. Him. And then they're like, what are you doing? He goes, I sneak out all the time. Do you think Batman knows what I do half the time? And then he just mm-hmm. opens it and they go out the window. To which I, 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 yeah, I enjoyed that part, but I'm thinking like, Batman knows you're sneaking out. Oh, he knows. But, he Batman, knows but Batman's that dad where it's like, all right, I'm going to let you make that mistake. Right. Because that's how you learn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't know how I, f- I I'm not the biggest I don't know of the people in this mm-hmm. Tim Drake wasn't my my who was your big favorite one. well if you're if it's Teen Titans it's always Beast Boy 
Beast Boy's no, always No, but I mean, coolest. like, in this story, who was your favorite? Beast Boy's always, yeah, Beast okay. Boy's always the best. Beast Boy, I was surprised. He was a little raunchy in this one. Yeah. A lot more raunchy well, than I expected. He's he's a young adult now, Yeah, Beast Boy, so he's going to go for it and just make like, sex, the you first know, sex jokes about everybody possible. he was making sex jokes at Starfire, I was like, whoa, all right, this is where we're going here. <laughs> I do wasn't wanna, expecting this. I mentioned this to you before. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's so funny that this is Teen Titans, yes. and damn, is Starfire sexualized. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're hitting their target audience. You said 13 yeah. to 19. Oh, no. I told. I mean, it's a comic Most book. likely boys. I'm sorry. I mean, th- let's also mention the other thing that is going to sound creepy, but mm-hmm. there's like, it's the elephant in the room if you haven't, uh, it's not really elephant in the room, but she's on the cover and mm-hmm. she's only in like three panels. Uh, Raven yeah. is barely in this at all. You get side booth, um, though. You, well, that's what I was going to mention. <laughs> so they have this... Like, okay, she's here, and she's only here for, like, two pages or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, but they make sure that you get a scene where you see a shit ton of side boob. Mm-hmm. And when I say a shit ton, like, I think it's of— a good, It's a good I think of, of you know, I'm, I'm never going to not think of the, the animated series with this, where, you know, Raven is this teeny tiny little stick figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Starfire. Teeny tiny little stick figure. Yeah. And this, it's like, wow, that was a lot of boob that I just saw. Look at those gazongas. Like— I, I just sit there and I'm like, and I totally get it. It's the demographic, mm-hmm. but I'm like, something about it being Teen well, Titans feels weird. And it's also to me. the kind of you get this in video games as well, like Monster Hunter World, where it's like mm-hmm. the guy armor and it's like freaking armor yeah. and actual, and that's the girl one. Ooh, Skippy Bikini. Well, even like something like <laughs> wait, uh, wait, we're talking about the same armor here. It yeah. Doesn't even cover anything. There's literally a line in in Persona Five mm-hmm. where if you've played it, you know that when you go into the place where you do your fighting. Uh, everybody is in their thief outfits, mm-hmm. and the girls' thief outfits are all like latex. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's literally a, a comment where someone goes like, "Wow, the girls, you know, the girls' outfits are all so kinky." Mm-hmm. And it's just like, "Hey, that's a su- that's a superhero yeah. thing. That's a comic thing. That's a movie thing. That's a video games thing." It's a conversation for a different day. Yeah, we could get into that. But bag it just of worms. feels weird when it's Teen Titans. Yeah, but you in this one you get the. They the thing that I and maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I got that vibe with Starfire and Raven, who are obviously older. Yeah, didn't get it so much with Donna Troy or not Donna Troy with uh, Cassidy. Uh, Cassidy, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I think she still was a, get a little, little there, bit. but it wasn't as much as Starfire. Her costume is way less skimpy, yes. but still a little skimpy. Oh, um, a little bit, but I mean, it wasn't as bad. I would yeah. say. I agree. It's not mm-hmm. as bad as. A Starfire. Yeah. Well, at least really Starfire in this one, you're like, okay, that's an adult. Yeah, she's an adult. You know, she's basically there. A young adult. Yeah. Um, so it's just, I don't know, it's just interesting. Anyways, to move away mm-hmm. from that, um, story-wise. You know what part of the uh-huh. story I love the most? Well, sure. It was one of those where I went, holy shit, wasn't expecting that to happen. When Deathstroke just went, basically, I'm going to fucking blow your leg off where he stopped mm-hmm. kid flash and then shot him in the leg that was cool i like i was like oh man wasn't expecting him to shoot him in the leg right i liked it put I, the it, stakes it, on him yeah it showed a little bit of uh hey we're willing to be bold here yeah now we're not george rr R. martin no we we're not just gonna kill, kill him kid off flash you know because that mm-hmm. would have been awesome yeah um you know, that would have been fantastic. I was reading a book uh, the other day where it got to a moment where it was like, wow, these main characters are about to die. And then they didn't. And mm-hmm. I was like, 
you know, Game of Thrones ruins you. Because didn't he just get like, him in like a George bear R. trap? Martin, he would have gotten him. Didn't he like get him in a bear trap and then shoot his leg with the shotgun? Bear trap? I don't remember did? a bear Here, trap. While, while you talk, I'll look it up. Um, I'll find it. You know, yeah, George R. R. Martin ruins everything for you when you think that every <laughs> main character should hey, just die. Hey, I like this one, and he's dead. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I think that for me, story wise, I like the I like Deathstroke's thing, and I like the whole idea of such a badass. You know, well, he, yeah, he is a badass character, but I love the idea of the mind control element and the bodies. You know, not body snatcher, but you know, body mm-hmm. swapping going on and stuff like that. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was kind of cool. I like that it came down to two of the, hey, we can talk to him. You know, our old uh, our old buddy here, our old member of the team. We can actually talk and we can have that conversation to try and stop him. I think it's a little, I don't know, it felt a little cop-out-y that the way they solved it was just Raven showed up for a second and said, I got you. I got rid of you. Problem solved. Well, and. You know, a little easy. I wonder with Raven, because this is a story when I was looking into it a little bit more. um, So how it works in the whole kind of um, story of things. So graduation day comes before this. So this is in graduation day. That's where Donna Troy dies. Mm -hmm. And you have all that. The one that follows this is I think it's called Lost Family or Family Lost. And that one, I wonder if as they go on to the next one, if Raven shows up more. However, looking at the cover, I was a little misled because seeing Raven up there in her like typical pose, Mm. I thought she was going to be in this more than she was. And look, I just thought it was a little. It felt a little easy that she just showed up at Mm -hmm. the at you know at the right time, took away the bad guy, and oh, problem solved. And even the line that Deathstroke, like Mm -hmm. the line that Deathstroke gave to. Because I found the part in the story where it wasn't a um, a bear trap or anything. I don't know why I thought that. But he just kind of stopped him and put the shotgun to his knee. Yeah. Oh, and just the line of, tell the Titans kids shouldn't wear costumes. Yeah. Boom, kneecap. And I, I love that motivation. Whether it was Deathstroke or, you know, the, the mind control element mm-hmm. of it. Either Jericho. way it works. Uh, yeah, Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um I love the idea of the enemy's motivation being the last time you guys did this, it ended really badly. Why mm-hmm. are you doing it again? Yeah. Don't. And it's actually a good motivation. It's saying, you know, I'm trying to protect these kids in my mm-hmm. own weird, sick, tr- twisted way. I'm trying to protect you guys because the bad things are going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. I like that kind of thing. You know me. I love a villain that has an actual good motivation. I also – I. F- Totally forgot about it. I also, it was an oh fuck moment too, where right after we learned like I'm Jericho and that he's yeah got the which I first thought of Chris Jericho the wrestler. I am Jericho. There you go. But the next page where he basically throws the sword right through Cyborg's eye, mm-hmm. right through his mechanical eye, and I was like, it was one of those things where I didn't think to myself like, oh. They're just now doing that to do that. I literally was like, holy crap, what's going to happen to Cyborg? Mm-hmm. Because usually with the hero, it's, oh, he got some cuts and some dings, but nothing really happens. Whereas this, yeah, I'm going to take my sword and just throw it right yeah. through your eye. Now, of course, it is the one that's very safe to do that to. Mm-hmm. It's but, the mechanical eye, yeah. not the real eye. And he just like moments later mm-hmm. was like, I'm good. 
I'm yeah. good to go. Um, you know, it's interesting to me in this book mm-hmm. where the Jericho stuff really doesn't last that long. Mm-hmm. They get around it pretty quickly. I think it's to tie the graduation mm-hmm. day to oh, a yeah. kid's game. It's to, it's to make it all work. But I think it's interesting how the really the main focus of this is that teenage angst, don't mm-hmm. tell me what to do, mom. You know, and it, it goes from the very beginning in the middle with the Jericho stuff mm-hmm. when they're like, you guys stay here. We'll take care of it. They and they're sneak like, out. no, we're not sticking there. We got to go after Bart because Bart's got his leg shot off. You know, um, they did that. And there was a second where I really thought that they were going to go so bold mm-hmm. to go the the other direction with Flash that happens sometimes when Flash uh, – gets a little too messed up, mm-hmm. uh, where he can't run anymore, and mm-hmm. they just use the mental capacity. Because that's always the thing that people didn't, forget with Flash, didn't that they tr- this is really good, too. Didn't they try to do that with him reading all the books, though? Well, I thought they were going to go full on and be like, oh, he's not going to be able to run anymore. Because he's doing that. Like, he's reading so, all the books. Because, and-, and I thought it was setting it up really, really mm-hmm. well, because they were talking about how, you know, oh, he's so scatterbrained, you know, you can't trust him. All he's got is the speed. That's mm-hmm. all he's got. He's a speedster, and that's it. Because in this one, the flat, and it took me a little bit to get used to it because I'm a Barry Allen guy. Yeah, it's weird. The, it's not Barry Allen. It's Wally West at yeah. the beginning. Wally West is the Flash here. Yeah. So I really thought that they were going to set it up to where he's like, they're saying all he's got is this, mm-hmm. and they're going to take it away, and now he's going to just be all mental. Yeah. And he's going to help them out mm-hmm. in that sense. Kind of like an Oracle situation yeah. on the Batman side. They didn't go that direction. No. And I'm okay with them not going mm-hmm. that direction. I just thought they were going to be, I was like, wow, this is going in a really cool direction. It yeah. didn't go that way. Um, but really it comes down to that. And then there's the whole climax at the end where Wonder Woman shows up and is really pissed off that Wonder Girl is there. Mm-hmm. And then Starfire is mad, taking out her anger on, um, Wonder, Woman. on Wonder Woman. And then the Justice League shows up mm-hmm. in almost entirety. Um, and, you know, there's just this weird kids fighting their parents moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the moment, though, between Dick Grayson and Robin mm-hmm. towards the end, like when that happened, because I kind of got this vibe of like... Dick Grayson as Nightwing in this, basically kind of without saying it exactly, just kind of giving that Robin like, you got to step up because you're the leader. Yeah. You're the leader everyone's going to look up to if this team is going to work. Kind of like how he had to do Mm -hmm. when he was Robin and he was the leader. Which is interesting, too, because you when you look at the group right now. Mm I wouldn't expect Robin to be. You the would expect of this Superboy group. because he's Superman. I actually would expect Cyborg to do it because he's the one who started it. But he's the one who got everybody together. So you almost Cy- expect him to be the Cyborg one to take to it me on. Cyborg is almost like a to go Power Rangers on this. Mm-hmm. Cyborg is more like the Zordon. I'm going to bring you together. I'm going to mm. be your kind of mentor. But when you're out there, you're thick in it. You're in the shit. Jason is Robin. Mm-hmm. Robin's your Jason, whereas Superboy might be your Tommy, your White Ranger. Mm-hmm. It's just what I—I I don't know. I didn't get the vibe. You got the love connection too between Superboy and Wonder Girl too. Yeah, 
I just didn't get a vibe from this Robin that he is a leader. Because he's not yet. He's, he's not still, doing anything yet. He yeah. still has to develop into that. Yeah, which is fine, but there's no, you know, I didn't feel any hints let me, at let it. Let me see it again. This is the one thing I hate about, for the audio listeners, we're actually handing back the yeah. hard copy. As opposed to it. when we, you know, have it on Comixology, yeah. uh, where we both just have it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, yeah, I, I think... And we can even go back so far when we both used to just buy it. Ourselves. Yeah, we did. That was, that was kind of a waste. Back in the day. Why we didn't, tr- you know, trade off? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. With that, you know, it, it's just kind of that type of a thing. I have a question for you, as being the, the true uh, Batman lover here. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't love Batman, but with uh, with this Robin, Tim Drake, mm-hmm. how? What is the? You know, I was able to find out Batman's secret identity. I don't know that story. Is there is that something I should know? Well, with Tim Drake, it was always, and I'm going more animated series side, where mm-hmm. Tim Drake was found by Batman, where it's he was found, and it wasn't like a Batman told him what it is. He had mm-hmm. to kind of figure it out, like, what is he? And he's more of the, to me, where... Robin, the I say Robin, Dick Grayson was more of the fighter to me. Yeah, Tim Drake. Well, actually, no, Damian Wade would be more of the fighter because he's got that Rasha Ghoul assassin mm-hmm. um, rage. Tim Drake was more of the detective, which was closest to yeah. Batman. Because so they, him they actually, just make that reference at one point of you know how he mm-hmm. f- is like one of the only people who's figured out Batman's identity, and I was just sitting there like I don't know that story. I don't remember that. Um, I just was wondering because yeah, I know you're you're the Batman. Lover. I'm looking up the exact one. Um, so let's see. Um, Jack Drake, Dick Grayson, Tim and his family bore witness to the murder of Dick's family. Da da da. If I find it, I will. And it's not super mm-hmm. important. I was just wondering. Um, as we're moving along here, you know, what's well, I'll go ahead and start first because you're go looking ahead. at stuff. Yeah, I want to find that, my, that part. My favorite thing from this book so far, um, favorite thing I think I would probably have to say is the mm-hmm. Robin twist of, all right, we're going to listen to Starfire. We're not listening to Starfire. We're getting <laughs> out of here. That's probably my favorite thing I think that happened. Um, you know, because you really did kind of, they did a good job of convincing you of like, Robin's just playing along, you know. Um, my least favorite thing, I think, is I really didn't enjoy the parents versus kid fight. It really didn't do anything for me. It was just this culmin- uh, culmination of all the angst bursting out, and they're fighting each other, and there's this weird also, like, parental abuse thing going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's where that leads into, because I found it exactly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily a, you need to take on the mantle. It was, because the panel goes, this is all Dick Grayson at this point. If they need you, you want these kids to open up to you, respect their privacy. Here at the tower, let them handle things on their own, no matter what. I'll give Robin a lift to Gotham, Batman, he can skip the lecture tonight. Mm-hmm. When and, he's talk, yeah, he's talking to, and the, then just to the Batman, parents. And then just Batman, fine. You know, parents. Well, and I mean, I, I can get that parent-kid thing, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, I really, for me, 
I bought into that because it's also like a you got to think of what happened, especially like what when you blew off Wall and not Wally Bart Allen's yeah. kneecap. We've done this before. The kids have mm-hmm. failed, and the Justice League is like, we can't trust them. We do not want yeah. them getting hurt. Where Grayson Allen steps in and goes, hey, I'm going to be the voice of reason. Cut your shit. Give them some freedom. Let mm-hmm. them learn how you learn. Like, looking at Batman, there was no one there to tell Batman what to do when he sure. was starting out. He had to fail. He had to fall back. Mm-hmm. And that's Most times the, he wasn't starting as a kid, but, but you know, I to mean, be fair. It was a younger... It was a younger, less experienced Batman, yeah. though. He yeah. was still a young playboy. I, I'm not fighting any of that. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I just, just saying I don't like the the, the whole parents mom. fighting their mm. dad, you know, yeah. their fighting children. Their eh, to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think it's hilarious, though. Not someone's going to get mad at me in the comment section. Maybe call me a social justice warrior uh-huh. or whatever. But it is funny to me that the only two black people end up being the ones that go against each other. And there's no relation to Cyborg and Green Lantern. It oh, just happens right, that they're was, both black. It was uh, John Stewart in this one, not yeah. Hal Jordan. Yeah. Which I like John Stewart. Mm-hmm. I like John Stewart a lot. I mean, no one's going to be Hal Jordan when mm-hmm. it comes to the Green Lantern. But I just thought it was funny that it was like... Those and you two that... go against each other, I guess, too, because I guess you guys kind of look like, mm-hmm. um, you know. But uh, yeah, it just it just didn't. That would be my least favorite. What's your favorite? What's your least favorite? My favorite part of this whole thing, I would say, is the death stroke part of it, um, because, like I said, blowing off the kneecap of Wally West. Yeah, the he was whole, he was ba. The thing with even the one before that, where it's like you think he's talking to a guy, and then it looks and it's like. Holy shit! He killed him. He killed him, and his head's on the mantle, That's, just on the yep. wall, like because they they that was an artist thing and a Jeff John Jeff John wrote it cool. out. Yeah, the artist depicted that it is perfectly. The, that is the best art in the whole thing. Where it's like sure. you think he's talking to him, but then it's like holy crap, his head's on the mantle. Mm-hmm. And then even at the end, the thing that I love the most was that guy that um, Wintergreen was his name. Jericho killed him, mm-hmm. not Deathstroke. Yeah. So Deathstroke came back to it, and the thing that made me go like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. This is was, a great. If you're a fan of Teen Titan, the end of this is great because at the end, and I'll just read the final page because I'm just gonna do it. You see Tara come up, and she goes, "Are you okay?" Yes, Rose. I love you, Daddy. Good girl. And they walk off, and I go. Give me that. I want like, and I'm like, oh, the end. I want to read the next one. Yeah, they do a good job of setting you up for. Because you were talking about the animated series when we started. Mm -hmm. Those were my favorite episodes with the Terra becoming a part of the Team Titans, learning their secrets, then turning on them and being Daddy's little girl. Yeah, I yeah, that's definitely cool. I think an interesting thing with this too, this book in general is it's interesting how the Deathstroke. Parts mm-hmm. have such a signet, like they have such a distinct tone to them. Because Deathstroke is and the then, main villain, yeah. I would say, for the teens. Oh, de- without a doubt, uh, they have such a distinct tone, which is separate from mm-hmm. the tone of the rest of the book. It's an yeah. interesting split. So you're saying you think the tone of that should have been more? There I wanted been more, more of that. that than the "Hey, I'm yeah. fighting my parents." I wanted more Deathstroke okay. type of stuff, and, and less, mm-hmm. you know. Don't tell me what to do, Mom. <laughs> well, did you give your favorite part? I did. I did. My favorite part was was Robin, uh, tri- you know, the, the Telling surprise. Starfire not, yeah, like, don't tell tri- me what to do and just. Yep. Yeah. I like it because you, you really got the idea mm-hmm. of 
Ramen's just being <laughs> lame here. Uh, so I, I appreciate it. Um, you know, and of course, people let us know down below in the comment section what your favorite and what your least favorite part of the book is. So now we get to our favorite time of the podcast. Uh, recommendations. Ricky, let's hear it. You know what? This is one, like I said earlier, this is a mo- – I'm going to put it in a must read. All right. And I would say this isn't going to be like, oh, my God. Like I feel like most of these so far, oh, my God, where you can't read the Like you don't be like, oh, I've got to read it. But – this is one where, you know, get to it sooner than you would get to anything else. Like Ant-Man we did last week. This is going up on the list sooner than last week because this is one. If you love the tight, if you love the Titans, though, read it today. Read it today. Read it tomorrow because you will love this if you love the T. Te- like love the Teen Titans and they're your favorite heroes. Yeah, I mean, if you love Teen Titans, you definitely need this. I, I think this is an interesting one for me on my recommendation. Just like yours is big because you were you're against the. If I feel like you're way against the teenage angsty thing, it's not necessarily me, that I'm against it. It's just like it didn't do anything for me. Well, it bothered. Like, it just it just bored me. Which I think is the way to put well, it. With me, I didn't really think of it, and mm-hmm. I was just immersed in the story. Yeah, like that part. It's it's. I think it's the fact that it was reflecting off of the the Deathstroke stuff, which was mm-hmm. awesome. I was all in on that. Plus, if that's what the whole book was, I would have said this is a must read. Drop what you're drop what you're doing right now and read this. Let, right let, now. Let's be complete. Let's be completely honest, though. Mm-hmm. Who's the one mentally that's closer to their demographic? You or I? Well, you, me. Yeah. That's why I am more yeah. highly on this one I'm than much you further, might be. Yeah. Yeah. Removed. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's I, weird. I'm the older one, but I'm still in the mentality of. Uh, their demographic. Yeah. Once a man child, always being a man child, man. Uh, <laughs> the original man, the o- the OM. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I, it's one of those things where if it had been just that, I would have loved everything about this. The other part, I was just reading. I'm like, oh, more of this, more of mm-hmm. that. It's, is this going to end at some point? Mm-hmm. You know. So part of this, I think, are is must bored. read. The other part is that yeah, I thought it was boring. Um, so I think you should read it. I think you should put it on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, put it higher than Ant Man. I would put it higher than Ant Man, Second Chance Man. Mm, I'd rather read Second Chance Man. Okay, but they're very, very close. Mm-hmm. Read one after the other, basically. <laughs> um, you know, so we both think you should read it. Mm-hmm. So you definitely should if you haven't done it. If you did, fantastic. Let us know down below in the comment section. Ricky, did we miss anything? Anything else? Um, you know, I don't think that we did. I'm going to make one last swoop through everything to make sure that we and I will didn't. say I am very interested. They did a good enough job making me interested in what comes next. Raven was a good I, one of like what's up with the death I got, cult. I got one. Ooh, no, I got a question for that. That's uh-huh. brother, I believe it's brother Blood. I was going to ask you with her coming out of it. Are they setting up Trigon for a future series? Probably. Which Trigon's her father, demon father? The, well, yeah. I mean, they referenced it directly about Are they her going dad. to set up Trigon in a future, like, yeah, Deathstroke is kind of off and we're going to leave him alone. And then Trigon is the next big bad. I think for there's them. a Their good chance that baddie. maybe that's what they're going to go into next, mm-hmm. not knowing what they go into next. Um, you know, comment section's like, oh, surprise! Well, we got we got to read what family lost. Yeah, family lost for that because that continues the storyline. Mm-hmm. I I feel like that would be the direction they're going. I mean, the title alone, but also the fact that they were specifically referenced, and also there is mention of like, well, what happened to Raven? We got to go find out. 
So that's obviously the direction they're going in, and I'm very interested in that. You mm-hmm. know, I, they did a good job of making me interested in what comes next, especially because I think that it has to move away from what I was not into. Um, so I would definitely be into that. Uh, I hope you guys would also be into that. So next time, uh, we're getting to the end of the season. Yeah, one more? I got one more thing, and this is me. What I, I'm correcting myself from earlier. I was wrong, I think, with um, the end of this comic. I don't think that's Tara. Because I saw Rose, and I was like, I don't think that's right. I don't think it's Tara. I think what it is is he's taking um, Rose Wilson, who is Ravenger, who becomes the female version of Deathstroke. So she's got... Deathstroke mask, like, down to the uh-huh. nose. She's got two swords. He's basically taking her under his wing because her foster parents are dead, I think. Badass. Um, so, definitely a nice catch because someone will probably say something in the comments. Probably section, already you know. did, let's be honest. Uh, so, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be reading another one. Or if you're on Patreon uh, next week, you'll be able to get Aquaman the Trench. Always exciting to read Aquaman. That's for sure. Uh, so just a really quick, uh, you know, knowledge of what this is about. This is another Jeff Johns one. Uh, this is essentially bringing back for the new 52 Aquaman where him and his wife Mara are here dealing with some issues mm-hmm. about where they fit in. Are they going to be fit into human life you know, are they going to fit into Atlantis? What are they going to do? And they are confronted with an enemy from deep below in the sea. And it's going to bring up some issues for Aquaman coming up as he tries to reestablish himself as not a C-list superhero, not a B-list superhero, but an A-list superhero. So definitely come back in two weeks when we read Aquaman, The Trench. Of course, some more housekeeping stuff. Thank you for, of course, being here Comment section, let us know what you thought at Ricky Widmer, at the Mark Weber, or at Most Valuable Pod. Hit that like button and that sub button so you know what else we got going on. There's tons of podcasts here on Most Valuable Podcast. But if you want more nerd stuff, check out the Rick and Johnny podcast, of course. Woo. Don't forget patreon.com backslash most valuable podcasts. So that way you can help support uh, the show and you can get the episodes early. You also get an extra podcast every month from Most Valuable Podcasts. And get yourself an MVP t-shirt. Link down in the description. So go check that out. And we will see you in two weeks when we read Aquaman The Trench. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.